Hello, and welcome to the Tarot to Go radio podcast. I'm Anastasia Hazler, here with me tonight. Rose Red, hello everyone. And our very special guest, Barbara Moore. Welcome, Barbara. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. We are thrilled to have you, and we're just delighted that we were actually able to schedule this given the time zone difference and how incredibly busy you are and everything that's going on. So thank you so much for giving us some time tonight. We really appreciate it. My pleasure. Cool. So, um, you know, you are one of the busiest people I know. <laughs> um, and um, I guess where to start maybe is we're going to be lucky enough to see you next month at the Reader Studio in New York. I am so excited about that. Does everybody look forward to that event as much as I do? I, you know, it, it's. I know a lot of people are, you know, they circle it on their calendar as soon as the dates are announced. and. Mm-hmm. You know, start start planning and plotting their travel and everything. So it's 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 a really terrific event, and um, you know we're really looking forward to it. And you're one of the speakers this year. Yeah, that's going to be one of the big differences this year for me. I'm not just, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm not just going to have fun and soak it all in. I'm going to be part of what's going to be soaked in. Mm-hmm. Sounds very odd. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but our listeners know what you mean. It's fine. <laughs> yes, yes, we do. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I'm so honored to be, to have been asked to do this. And I have to tell you, I'm also just a little bit nervous about it. Are you? Uh, Yeah, sharing the stage with, with people. I mean, we all know who's spoken on that stage before. James Wanless, Mary Kay Greer, Rachel Pollock, um, so many people, Bob Place. Oh Mm -hmm. my goodness. Uh, yeah, just a little little bit to live up to there. Oh, yeah. but I have every confidence that you'll be smashing. Well, I sure hope so. I've been um, preparing for mm-hmm. some time. Mm-hmm. It's because I want to make sure everybody has a grand experience. Oh, well, that, that's wonderful. Because you know, there, there are speakers who, like the night before, sit down and go, huh, what am I going to talk about? And kind of sketch out a few ideas and then stand up and improvise. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> material for over a year. Wow. Yes, and because I'm not very confident in my public speaking skills, I've joined Toastmasters International, so I've been going to meetings every week and practicing my speaking skills. That's terrific. That's great. Yeah, I've, well, I've been watching it on Facebook, and you know, when when you're posting, like, you know, I've gone to this or I've gone to that, and um, and I think that's fantastic, and I think it's going to make you know what's going to be a very good presentation even better. I hope so. Oh, I, I know so. I have faith in you, Barbara. So can you give us a little hint about what you're going to be talking about, or is that against the rules? That is strictly against the rules. I did make a slip on another podcast, and I was reminded that no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. I know. You can tell us you're going to talk about tarot. I'm going to talk about tarot. <laughs> and I think anybody who's on Facebook, because, okay, if you want to know what I'm doing or anything about me, just get on Facebook because my life is documented there. <laughs> I know it's crazy, but it is true. Anyways, anyone who's on their nose, for the past year I've been um, studying and working on and writing about tarot spreads and tarot reading techniques. Mm-hmm. So I would, if I were someone out there, I would think that's a pretty safe bet that I'm going to talk about something to do with that. <laughs> Um, yeah, probably, you know, it's, it's, you know, my, my fabulous psychic abilities tell me, um, <laughs> but no, that, that's, that's terrific. And it's a great topic because people are always into, well, you know, how can I get better at reading the cards? And, you know, sometimes 
um, you know, it, it's, it's what you've always done doesn't work. Suddenly you find yourself across from a client that, and something comes up that you've never dealt with before. And you're thinking, so now what? <laughs> exactly. It always is a good idea, I think, to have a collection of tools in your back pocket that you can pull out and use whenever the energy in the reading or between you and a uh, client or whoever you're reading for feels stagnant, feels like it's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just bringing in something fresh and new can really just revitalize the whole situation. Yeah. Well, also, and, and spreads are fantastic because sometimes, you know, you kind of do this free form reading or sometimes you do a very structured reading and sometimes somebody sits down and they kind of flip this question at you and you think, wow, how am I going to read on that? Yes, all of that is uh, are, are items that can be covered in understanding how spreads work, how they're designed, how the different parts of them work together. And if you have a little understanding of all that, you'll feel more confident to face any situation that anyone might throw at you. Mm-hmm. Or no. almost any situation. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's like, there's nothing in the world that would have prepared me for this. Okay, now what do I do? <laughs> and, you know, that's when, like, the intuition and the improvisational acting ability come up. Oh, now those are good skills that I don't have. I think I see more classes in my future. Oh, you know, it, it's the, the thing I love about improv acting skills is not just in readings but like any time in life when you're just caught completely off guard by something and those those instincts just kind of kick in and you find yourself making just the appropriate remark or finding just the right way to stall for 30 seconds to figure out what the appropriate remark or appropriate response is <laughs> oh, you know so wonderful yeah it really sharpens your ability to think on your feet because that's the whole point of improv acting and, you know, I, I, you know, all the years I spent doing Renaissance Fair, whatever I think of them now, they were not wasted because it was 25 years of hardcore improv acting. So really helpful. Um, so there, some, something you can do after Reader Studio. <laughs> oh, there are so many things I'm going to do after Reader Studio. Any I, of them you can tell us about? Oh, anything <laughs> I can tell you about. Oh, my goodness. I am working, well, I'll have finished or should almost be finished with the current book that I'm working on, which was called Tarot Spreads for Beginners. Mm -hmm. When I turned in the manuscript, my editor and the editorial board thought, oh, this is a bit advanced for a beginner (laughs) audience. I'm not surprised. (laughs) I pride myself in writing for beginner audiences and making complicated material accessible and understandable. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that there is anything that I could have done to make a book's worth of information that accessible. Right. Yeah, so we needed to take it out of the beginner series, which means it has to be rewritten with a different tone and organization. Mm. And yeah, so I'm kind of busy rewriting that, taking that content <laughs> and remolding it. No, I yeah. hate revising. <laughs> you know, it's like, I wrote this book once, I don't want to have to write it again. I know, yes. <laughs> However, the editors do have other ideas about these things. Yes, they do, and I am really, really lucky because on most of my books, I've worked with uh, the same editor. Her name is Becky, and she is marvelous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she has a great eye because when I was working on this manuscript, I did feel like something was not quite right, but I had my headset 
with this certain organization since last summer. Right. I, taught, I taught at the uh, Tarot Association of the British Isles, and that was like the fundamental first beginning of the outline of this book. Mm -hmm. And I kept that same outline in my head, and I couldn't see past it. Yeah. And, yeah, and with just a few um, paragraphs, Becky was able to shuffle and rearrange and show me a better way. Wow. And I know, I know. So I value her work so much. You know, a good editor is worth their weight in platinum-covered rubies. I mean, really. You know? Yes. <laughs> it makes so much difference because you can have this work that's full of these very good ideas but isn't organized correctly. You know, the information's there, but it's kind of... Um, you know, it's it, it's it's somebody brings you a blob of text. It's like, oh, I need to. <laughs> there is a book in here. It's going to take a little work. <laughs> yeah, it was a blob of text. You're right. Oh, it was awful. Mm -hmm. But it's getting better, even as we speak. I've been working on it this week, and it'll be good. I'm hoping to have it done before Reader Studio, but I actually have till May to finish it. So, mm -hmm. you know. And what else am I working on? Oh, I. You may have heard about this project that I finally got to talk about it. I've been working on it for about three years, but the publisher didn't want me to mention it until recently, mm -hmm. is um, something we're calling the steampunk tarot. I'm so excited about this. I first, well, I didn't really know it was like called steampunk back then, but back when I was in college, I was kind of geeky and I did <laughs> role-playing games and live-action role-playing games. And um, I did you were a LARPer. <laughs> yes, it was a harper. That is so cool, Barbara. I had no idea. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, it's 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 same, same. You know, Rose and I both. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Same same idea. Sometimes just different costuming. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah, I was a good vampire at one point, and a really uh, old, really old vampire, and oh. then good. Yeah. Anyways, it, I used to collect role-playing books I didn't like I got more books and more materials than I ever had time to actually play the games but I love <laughs> them did you guys do that too yes and Every... I still have a bunch of them it, everybody who games does that you know, it's, it's basically everybody who's into any kind of anything, whatever they're really into, they have more of it than they're ever going to use. You know, people who sew have more fabric than they're ever going to make into projects. You know, some of us have more tarot decks than we're ever going to be able to read within our entire lives. So um, I, I think, but, you know, with the role-playing stuff, it's easy because they come out with a new system and, you know, there's five or six or eight or ten books in that system and you have to have them all. Yes. <laughs> well, and the books were always beautiful. I was always amazed at their design and the color and the... Oh, I just loved them. I thought they were glorious. Mm -hmm. And there was one, and, you know, I did not keep my old books because they were, that phase of my life was connected with a husband who's now an ex-husband. And so, like, mm -hmm. all that went away. Right. And so I no longer have the book, and I don't remember what it was called, and I tried to search to find out what it was. The only thing I could come up with was Castle Falkenstein, but I don't think that that was it. I think it was called, like, age of steam or empire of steam or something like that but i loved that book and it was you know if someone brought it out now they would say oh that's very steampunk right. so i love that kind of combination of well because i'm a star trek girl too as mm -hmm. well as you know victorian <laughs> person yeah so i'm star trek and victorian era and i'm in hog heaven so uh so yeah and then uh I've always loved it, and I would buy jewelry. Well, I like the aesthetic as well as the philosophical ideas behind it. Right. Yeah, so I had jewelry and things, and a friend of mine 
a fellow editor casually remarked about three or four years ago, you should make a steampunk tarot. And I said, that's a great idea. But knowing the market, I knew that a, a theme like that would have to wait until it became more popular so that there'd be a wide enough audience to support it. Mm-hmm. So I just kept keeping my eye on it as a trend. I, I do that with a lot of things. That's part of my job as acquisitions editor for Tarot for Llewellyn. I mm-hmm. have a couple of different hats that I wear, but I have a lot of different hats. But anyway, <laughs> this hat, I was watching it and thinking I had time. And then suddenly, I don't know where it all came from, but it was suddenly everywhere. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and Tor declared October steampunk month, and everywhere I turned, I was seeing the word, hearing people talk about it, saying, ooh, what's that? Oh, that's cool. Oh, I love that. And I thought, oh, holy criminy, I got to get on this. <laughs> oh, yeah, and, and there's a whole steampunk convention happening at the end of this month, so oh, there, there you are, go. There are conventions all over the United States and even in Europe already. Mm-hmm. Oh, Yes, yes. There's actually one in, my, in Michigan, my old stomping grounds, and um, one of these days I'm going to go back for that because I think Detroit would be a really interesting place for a steampunk convention because Detroit wow. is filled with beautiful old buildings that are just in 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 poetic and tragic states of disrepair. I mean, mm-hmm. it's very, very moody and interesting. So anyways. Um, you can make a movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a movie or a photo shoot or, or something. Um, right, so I spent one summer um, writing up the descriptions for the cards. And, mm-hmm. you know, and of course I'm not an artist, and so I would have to work with an artist. So then I spent some time researching artists. And researching artists is really hard. <laughs> yes. I think it is, because a lot of them don't have online portfolios. Really? Yeah, and in fact, some of the best artists that I've hired for other projects didn't have online portfolios. So I know, I don't know how that can be, but they don't have the time, their mind doesn't work that way. I don't know, they just don't. And uh, maybe it's a money thing, but I don't know, having a website isn't that expensive, I don't think. But Get your neighbor's 14-year-old to put it together, right? Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) So... um, yeah, I researched them, and I had I had one artist picked out that I wanted, that I was mm-hmm. with, yeah, and I thought, and I'm always nervous when I do this, when I write to somebody out of the blue, because how do I explain this? <laughs> a lot of them, if they do have an online portfolio, which this artist did have, they usually have an FAQ, and part of it is a uh, they say, I don't do commission work, or I don't do work on spec, I don't do work for royalty, whatever. Right. They do work for actual money up front. I thought, oh boy, there's no way I'm gonna be able to pay this guy, what? Anyway, so I wrote to him really long letter, explaining how it all works, explaining what tarot is, because I don't even know if the guy knows what tarot is. So there's <laughs> right. all, yeah, all these fears involved in pushing the send button Wow. Yeah, I know. And I was so amazed that he wrote back and he said yes. On the first try. The very first one, my first time. And he he said his wife reads tarot, not a lot and not currently, but has in her life. And he was familiar with the Rider White deck and the Toth deck, so he knew at least something about it. So that's double fun. bonus. I know. Exactly. That's amazing. 
score. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Almost as if it was meant to be. Yeah. Almost. Almost. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Because it, it, it's like you sent out to the universe and the universe delivered. Yes. That's fantastic. You know, what else is kind of fun about this project is he's been, well, he's got all the cards sketched out. And now he's starting to do the color roughs and then starting to do finished pieces. So mm -hmm. I've seen everything sketched. Mm -hmm. And um, he would send me them in batches. And I would look at them and I'd hold them up on the computer and I'd show Lisa, my partner, and say, look at this. And we're like, wow, that's amazing. And I'm like, yeah, look at the hangman. Isn't that cool how blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and, and then I would, after that, I'd have to pull out my script and look at it to make sure he did what I wanted. And I, I'm and I'm reading my script and I'm like, hey, I wrote that. that was <laughs> so, and it had been so long since I looked at it. I was just amazed. You know, and I've scripted quite a few decks and not quite a few because the earlier ones I worked on, like the Gilded Mystic Dream or Mystic Fairy, I didn't necessarily script those. I just guided those. Mm -hmm. The Tarot of the Pagan Cats, which came out in January, is the first one I actually scripted. And then I've got another one that two more that Low Scare Vale are working on and mm -hmm. then this one. So I, I have to tell you, I love writing scripts for decks. It feels like, almost like it's channeled. Mm -hmm. I don't like to say that because it's kind of weird. But no, Okay, consider who you're weird. talking to here, okay? <laughs> weird is relative and that's not weird in our universe at all. No, actually, it's kind of amazing. <laughs> it really is. It You know, everybody has things that they can do and I really feel like I'm not striving and I'm not struggling when I do it. I mean, I'm working and I'm thinking and I'm creating a framework and an outline, but when it actually comes right down to it, the little details and the things that make it really magical, those come from somewhere that's not really me, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so watching wow. this, this deck come to life and working with Allie is so fascinating and and I don't know what else to say about it except that it's going to be a spectacular deck not just visually but I'm hoping that just like the Pagan Cats was just supposed to be a cute fluffy fun novelty deck <laughs> but it turned out to be something much more I think mm -hmm. um, I think this deck is going to have a lot behind it that is going to make it really relevant to us, modern mm -hmm. people, and in our readings, and, and for study, you know, because we like to use the decks for reading, and we like to study them and do personal reflection, so so I have high hopes for this. Wow, that's fantastic, well, Barbara. And and I was going to say, along those lines, I was just rereading your, your post about gender issues and the Knight of Wands, mm -hmm. and I think that that's all that you've been writing about, is it's coming out, it is going to be more about being in touch with current situations even though it's steampunk which is kind of a nod to the past mm -hmm. you get to bring up things that are not a nod to the past but are we're dealing with every day like the knights being women mm -hmm. instead of men necessarily mm -hmm. i think that's great thank you i think it's going to be good too and the the great thing see because one I think that a purely modern deck set, set in contemporary times 
will probably could probably have its uses and be really useful but for me I think there's something mysterious and archetypal about tarot and when you make it too modern I think it loses some of that mystique and makes it harder to connect with on uh, on a higher level mm-hmm. it's a little bit too real and I think if you take some take themes that are relevant to today and put them a little bit in the past it gives you enough distance to see them in a more archetypal way rather than a very mundane way. Well, yeah, because you need that perspective of time and maybe not that personal immediate experience of it to sort of be open to it. It kind of surprises your brain because it's not what you see every day. Yes, that's exactly it. That's exactly what I mean. Because uh, um, it's, it's, you know, I love, you know, like you, Victorian, wonderful, fabulous, you know, love the furniture, love the clothes, um, the writing style, eh, a little florid, but, um, but just that ability to, to, because it's not part of your everyday reality, um, unless you're, we have some friends who live Victorian and, and it is their everyday reality, but that's, that's not your standard person. Um, but it's, if it's part of your everyday reality, sometimes it's hard to see the magic in it. Sometimes it's hard to see the meaning. Mm-hmm. And so by using these historical times or like steampunk is, I, I think it was Victorian flavored because it's not technically Victorian because Victorians didn't have a lot of this stuff. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's Victorian flavored so that you can get that feel of timelessness from it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's one of the reasons that fantasy decks work really well is they're, they're outside of time. So it's easier to project stuff onto them. It's easier to infer meaning from them rather than, you know, a deck that is based on, you know, my office, my living room, my commute. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, just a, a quick little side conversation where you said the writing is a little florid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because I, I agree. I totally agree. And I felt like such a, a poser in some ways because I tried <laughs> to read um, steampunk books, you know, mm-hmm. modern ones. I'm like, gag me. These are terrible. <laughs> and, and ironically, I wrote a novel, which is a steampunk novel, but we can talk about that in a few minutes, but or, or not at all. <laughs> but I have to tell you, I have discovered a steampunk series that is not horrible. That really? Has, yeah. I, and I actually wrote about it on the steampunk um, um, blog. Um, this the first one in the series is called Soulless. Mm-hmm. The author is Gail Carriger. Carriger, yes. Yes, and she's actually local. To you? To us? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, not local to me, I don't think. <laughs> no, no, no. She's local to the Bay Area. She's very nice. Oh wow! Maybe I'll meet her when I come to Bats in August. That was <gasps> you're coming out to Bats. I'm one of the presenters. How fabulous! It's, I have been I, I have been so consumed with everything, and I saw the email from Thalassa about bats go by, and I went, "Yeah, bats is happening. It's on my calendar. I'm good, and I'm back to what I'm doing in the moment." And I I I, I guess I should look and see who else is coming. But I'm delighted. That'll be so much fun to have you out here. Yeah, I will, I will look forward to it. And I... hopefully, you can come out like a couple days early and make the most of being in San Francisco. No, absolutely cannot do that. You see, fast and scheduled this right at the beginning of the Minnesota State Fair. And Ugh. if you know anything about me, you know I eat, breathe, and live <laughs> the State Fair. And I am actually giving up running in the 5K milk run this year because I will be 
presenting at bats but i have wow to say, yeah i have to say thursday night because i have to go to the fine arts show mm-hmm. so i'm gonna have to come till friday and then i have to come right back on sunday night so i can <sighs> go to the fair on monday okay well just don't yeah. sleep while you're here and then you can have the full-on san francisco experience okay <laughs> and just we'll, we'll we'll just wander around the city all night and we'll just you know after all the bats festivities end we'll just like drive you around and you can see everything at midnight and two in the morning and that and you know but, pretty though too you know, but you know but the thing is there are places open at two in the morning that you, you know i know this place that does killer chinese food and they're open till 4 a.m so you know we could just make like an all-night thing of it and you could get no sleep and then do bats all day sunday and then sleep on the plane home sunday night okay that's a plan <laughs> Okay. Here, let me run my let me run your life for you, Barbara. Um, <laughs> Those three days you can run. <laughs> oh, well, thank you, thank you. It's I'll just be tour guide. It'll be fine. Uh, anyway, so yeah. so um so wait we somehow how do we get so so basically what you're saying is you read this novel and you thought it was oh, great right. by Gail. Yes, and so now I'm reading the second one. I'm in the middle of the second one, which I think is called Changeless. Yes, and, and then the blameless is just out, right? Yes, it's coming out. It's it's out now. It's blameless. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And so I, I love it. I love her books. I love her voice. I love how I love the um, the whole attitude of it. It, it is definitely a steampunk environment. Mm-hmm. And but the the flavor of it feels like um, old Catherine Hepburn movies. Ooh. yes. With that snappy, witty, clever dialogue. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. I know, I love it. And so it's really interesting because I wrote my quote unquote novel um, two years ago for NaNoWriMo. Mm-hmm. And, ah. and I did it, and I had already been working on the um, steampunk tarot idea. So, of course, I wanted to do a steampunk novel. And I wrote it, and Lisa read it, of course, because she reads everything I write. <laughs> and um, I picked, and then I belong in a little book club here. And for this month's book, I picked Solace. And so Lisa's in the book club and she was reading it. And she just started and she paid me the highest compliment that I could think of. She said, this book reads a lot like your novel. Oh, nice. (laughs) Yeah, so now that encourages me to pick up, as soon as I finish my current book, The Steampunk Tarot, The uh, (laughs) Fairy Realm Tarot. As soon as I finish those things, I'm going to pick my novel back up and work on that again. So you're going to pick up your book, and and November's coming up. You can you can use November to do your editing, because again, NaNoWriMo every year. That's right. I did not participate this past year because Lisa said I couldn't. But um... <laughs> <laughs> my editor said I can't. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I am actually hoping to rewrite it before November because I'd like to write the second in the series in November because it is going to be it's going to be a mystery series so I know I'm very excited about it I started it I should tell you because this is tarot related I never intended to write a novel but a couple of things came together to make it happen Mm -hmm. first is at uh, at Matt's our little Minnesota conference a couple of years ago Nancy Antonucci did a reading for me and she said that my guides were very displeased with me and they did not like what I was writing at all. <laughs> oh, it's bad enough that your editor's on your case, now your guides are on your case. <laughs> I know! They did not like me doing nonfiction. they wanted me to tell stories. Oh, okay. So, 
yeah, that's what I said. Okay, whatever. I'm not a novelist. And so I, I just, I just nodded and smiled and thanked her and went on my merry way. And then NaNoWriMo came up and this was two, not this past year, but in 2008. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, that sounds like fun. I think I'm going to do that. Not to write a novel, but because I have been actively working on developing my intuition and my psychic abilities because I'm very logical and analytical and I have not made good friends with that part of myself. And so I thought if I use a bunch of tarot decks and Kareen Kenner's tarot for writers, mm-hmm. that's going to really help me be really creative and really just all loose and jiggy all over and uh, play with the cards and mm-hmm. be creative. And so I thought, well, I'm just going to use decks that I'm not familiar with, decks that are non-traditional, so that I don't have anything to fall back on or anything much to fall back on. Right. And I, I followed her exercises for creating a character. Well, I created an antagonist and their foil, a protagonist and their foil, and I used the Faye Tarot. Uh, Ricardo from Los Gervais wrote the script for that, and yes, I can't yes. remember the artist's name, but it's such a charming, wonderful, creative deck. So I used that to create the characters, and I made these characters that are so awesome. And I, this world that was really cool to live in and be in and write about. And so I thought, well, I have to do something with these. I have to write <laughs> a, an actual novel. So that's what I did. The only sad part about the whole thing is I, I did write this, the required 50 or 60,000 words. I really didn't have much of a plot, though. <laughs> I, I, Whoops, details. Well, details. Yeah. <laughs> but since then, I've um, actually studied a little bit of the craft of novel writing and have learned how to craft a plot and a storyline. So I think I might be able to actually finish this and flesh this out and make it into a real story. That'd be awesome. awesome. Mm -hmm. That's terrific, Barbara. And so like 18 months maybe before we can see it? Huh. Well, (laughs) I'm I'm making up numbers here. Well, I think I would like to have it finished by the end of the year. Ooh. But I don't know what that means in terms of anybody else seeing it, because I would have to decide what I'm going to do with it. Would I actually try to find an agent? In which case, it'll be years before anyone sees it. Would I try to make it an ebook? That's a possibility. People are doing that a lot these days, and there are ways to make that work. Oh, yeah. No. So... You know, when we see it, or will I just start posting chapters on Facebook since I post everything else on there? <laughs> Barbara Moore, my life on Facebook. Um, that's right. <laughs> well, it, it's going to be very easy for your biographer. That's right. <laughs> yeah, they can just go to Facebook and say, give me all your stuff, search your servers, give me everything on Barbara Moore, and, you know, the book will write itself. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Although I can't imagine it would be all that interesting. Oh, I think it would be. I, I think my life is interesting. I think it's fun. I'm having a really great time, but I don't know if anyone would really want to read about it. Oh, I, you are more interesting than you imagine. <laughs> okay. In good ways. In good ways. Okay, oh, let me just clarify. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, wow. And so, so it sounds like you're just you've turned into this this writing creative machine. This is fantastic. 
Yeah, it is. Well, and the other thing that I've been doing and really actively working on is actually reading, like being a, a professional reader. Well, you, you may laugh, but some years ago, I quit reading for the public. Yeah. Not, not really on purpose, but just because I was doing other things and didn't have the opportunity and the time or energy to devote to developing a, a practice or a clientele, because you know it takes a lot of work. Yes. So uh, a few years ago, I realized that I, this is one part of my life that I missed a lot, and that even though it would increase my work week quite a bit, I did devote myself in a number of ways to developing my reading practice. One of the first things I did is I was feeling really stuck in in the way I read, and, I, and part of it was because I had spent so many years focusing on what my colleagues do and what they believe and how they read and what is currently, I don't know, acceptable in certain circles. And I found myself thinking, that's not how I want to read. That's not what I want to do. I don't want to be so, I don't know, nice and therapeutic and whatever. I, I want to be more like, you know, the stereotype practically. I want to tell people what's going to happen. I want to be able to know that and see that and let them know what they can expect so that they can know how to face it and how to work within that framework and make what they want within, you know, what's present and what's possible and probable and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And But that was really hard for me to get the courage to say that that's what I wanted to do. I'd spent so many years talking and writing about, oh, you have to ask the right question and you can only ask empowering questions and you can't ask about anybody else. And you know, and then finally to admit my real true self as a reader wants to do those type of readings. So I actually put myself under the mentorship of another tarot reader who I discovered through the wonderfulness that is blog talk radio. Well, at least <laughs> it, used, it used to be wonderful. I think it's not. And there are some people who won't be having their shows on there anymore. But one thing it did was it allowed me to discover a bunch of different readers who I never would have discovered otherwise. And so I listened to a bunch of you know because they do these um live shows so they do readings on air so i got to hear a bunch of different reading styles and i found one who really resonated with me and again right out of the blue even though her website said i mentor people but only if they live in the milwaukee area because you need to meet with me every week mm -hmm. even though she said that i still wrote to her brazenly like i do <laughs> <laughs> it's part of your charm barbara it is and it worked because she agreed to do phone mentoring with me for three months. And it really helped. I mean, she didn't so much teach me anything as she forced me to clarify and solidify my own beliefs and my own goals. Mm -hmm. And that really, really kicked everything off and helped me to work on my website to decide what I wanted to be like, the type of reader I was. It gave, and then remember we were talking right in the beginning of this podcast, how having, doing a little technique or a little something different will really get the energy moving that's just sitting there. Mm -hmm. That was how it was with my reading practice. I just needed to do a few little things to shake up that energy and suddenly opportunities poured in, ideas filled my head. Well, this is why I seem like I'm so busy. I, I have to start saying no to these great ideas that I'm getting. <laughs> you know, write them down for future reference. Um, and when you have three minutes that you're not doing anything, you could do them. That's a great idea. 
I'll just make another list. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, and it's 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 my projects I'd like to do someday list is you know probably a novel at this point, but but it's important to capture those ideas because you never know when the time and opportunity is going to present itself. You're right, but and you know what's really cool? I don't know how old you ladies are, but I'm 48, and I am just starting to get in that phase. Um, I believe it's perimenopausal. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. one of the side effects of that is you wake up at 3 a.m. a lot. And yes. you're not tired. You're just, you're awake. And so <laughs> I, I do, I get up, I write blog posts, I write down ideas. I It is really, really something. So although I don't really like being woken up that early, it has proven to be some really useful magical time. Those yeah, And people always say, why did you email me at 3.45 this morning? And the answer is, because I was awake and at my computer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Sometimes. Well, it's, it's, well, if you're awake and on your computer, open chat. We can chat. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm the same age as you are, Barbara. So, um, oh, you know, it's, you know. It, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's like, bink, three o'clock. And I don't even have to look at the clock. I know what time it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. Oh, interesting, but good. Yeah. But yeah, so... Oh my, I meandered way off. I don't even know what I was talking about. Oh, my reading practice. So yes, I've been reading. I've been, I I found a metaphysical store in Minneapolis that I read at. I love the walk-in clients. Mm -hmm. Email readings, email readings. Well, probably because I'm a writer, because a lot of people don't like doing email readings. Mm -hmm. I really do. It really challenges my, uh, my psychic and intuitive abilities because often all I have is a sentence. Mm-hmm. One sentence from them, and I just have to go off and do it. And it is amazing how well the cards don't lie. The cards are amazing. Trust the cards, and I do. And so these email readings have been phenomenal. I love doing them because you can do them at three in the morning. You know exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the other thing about you know doing a written response to a reading instead of just talking is it forces you to be disciplined. Because yes. um, when, when you're you're sitting across from somebody or sitting next to them and reading for them, you can just kind of yammer on and on and on and on. Um, but when you're writing, you go into writer mode. And it's like, I need to be focused. I need to be precise. I, I need to communicate clearly instead of kind of floating off into the ether. <laughs> yes. And yes. I, I think it's for, for people who um, you know tend to get lost in their readings because it happens sometimes. It's like, okay, do practice, practice writing some readings and um, that will help your, your spoken readings because you will get used to being focused in that way that you don't necessarily have to be. It's good to be when you're doing a spoken reading, <laughs> um, but it, it's particularly if you're doing a lot of readings in a row and you kind of come ungrounded. Yes. Um, it's like, ooh, that discipline brings you back to it, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, so in addition to the writing and the creating, I've been having a glorious time doing readings again. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fun watching you post about them. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, wow, well, it's, it's goodness. <laughs> Barbara is on the go. Um, you, um, and, see, and see, you don't need to sleep. You know, people okay. always ask me, you do so much stuff. When do you sleep? It's like, well, I don't. <laughs> And that's the honest answer. It's like, I don't. It's fine. <laughs> and you know exactly what I'm talking about. But, um, oh, yes. Yeah, it's like, so how can I keep this creative energy going even after, you know? Um, 
you know, I don't want to be sleepless for the rest of my life. I just want to keep the creative energy happening. So one of the ways I keep the energy going is through social networking and Facebook and Twitter and blog, reading other people's blog posts and listening to different radio shows and podcasts. It is, I'm so grateful that there's so much of everybody available to all of us, all mm -hmm. my friends, all my colleagues, even people I don't even know yet. I can read their stuff and see their things. And, you know, sometimes I'm going for a run, I'm listening to a podcast and about tarot and 16,000 ideas go through my head. <laughs> and I know it's wonderful. It's, yeah, no. It's, it's, you know, just keep that idea list going. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But I, I, I don't know if it's just that I've gotten lucky in like kind of a Bermuda Triangle of totally creative tarot people. But I feel like my life, my online life is this space, this world, this place I've created where they, they are all there. I mean, they don't even know that I think of them as my people, but they're my people and they're there and I get to read and see and be inspired by them every day. Mm -hmm. No, it is a fantastic thing. And one of the things is you don't have to wait, you know, once a year to meet people in person at BATS or Reader Studio or something. You can converse with these people all around the world, anytime, day or night, at your convenience. You know, it's interesting what you said about tarot readers are usually introverted or shy or whatever. And I am definitely, although nobody believes this, I am truly shy. And, you know, people remember me from earlier reader studios. They'll know. I sat quietly in a corner. I did not get into the party until a few years ago. And it was, uh, and I do believe it's because of Facebook, because I got to be the person I wished I was. So now it really, that's what people expect. Oh, I feel like I am now. It was kind of a way to fake it until you make it. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's fantastic. I, I, it, it, it's interesting because I've spent a lot of time hanging around actors and performers, and you know, introversion and shyness are not problems here. No. <laughs> you know, it's just really not an issue. Um, usually, the issue is everybody shut up. We only need you know, one person gets to talk at a time. It's kind of the other way around. Um, but it's really interesting that you're aware of your own changes in your own process and how you have the tools and the support to do that. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Well, I guess I spend a lot of time thinking about myself. And why not? You're a fascinating person. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, you guys are funny. <laughs> oh, no, we're, we're we're funny, but we are but 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 we are sincere. You're amazing, and <laughs> we enjoy getting to hear how you come up with your processes. It's kind of fascinating. Yeah, I, I'm just I'm I'm, I'm kind of curious because you talked about scripting your decks, mm -hmm. and just um you know how how is that as a writing process versus like writing a fiction book or a nonfiction book? Can can do you, are you are you comfortable talking about that? Oh. Um, let me see. I mean, I'm sure I am if I can think about it and, and realize it really quick. Um, <laughs> but, but I will be thinking about this because is what it's like to give voice to a deck and how do you, how do I write for different decks without writing the same book over and over again? Right. Yeah. So that's um, similar. So I'm going to talk about writing for a deck that's already created and then talking about how to start writing a deck from scratch and how is that different mm -hmm. so um but there are a lot of similarities between writing for a deck that's done and writing and then starting from scratch and 
it involves, well, see, you get a head start because you have the structure of a tarot deck. Mm -hmm. So that's your basis. And then what I do is I think about the various parts and break it down into pieces. If you approach any project the way you approach a pie, you get it done. Definitely. You know, I've never had a problem making my way through a whole pie or a cake or, is is, um, you know, look, two dozen cupcakes. Yes. Um, One cup of coffee at a time. You get through them all. Um, So I break it down into parts. And of course, the major arcana is one part. But then I look at the minor arcana and I look at the suits. How do I want to handle the suits? Elements or or suit designations, whatever. Then you have to look at the court cards and how are they going to be handled and what do they mean? What is the role of the aces? Because aces kind of come out of the... um, the minor arcana a little bit. I mean, I always think of them as a little bit different than the two through 10. So Mm -hmm. I kind of look at the role that each of these sections are going to play in the overall structure of the deck. And then I think of, well, and I'm doing this all together, not in a linear process. It's very organic. Um, So I'm trying to break it down, but it really does happen like all together Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. then you have to think about the theme of the deck and how does that shape the roles that everything plays and how can it be depicted because you want to marry the theme with the structure of tarot. So how do they play together and what does it mean when um, a cat, a pagan cat (laughs) comes to an ace or Mm -hmm. becomes a queen. And uh, so, so yeah, so it's a lot of thinking first. There's a lot of analysis, thinking, planning, outlining, working with the structure for me that's a great way to do it because being an analytical type i like to have a structure and a foundation it makes me feel safe it makes me feel secure and grounded and then once Mm -hmm. i have that i can build on it and let my intuition and creativity go nuts and decorate it and flourish it and (laughs) give it depth and surprises that I wouldn't be able to do if I was starting straight from scratch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, wow. Does that help? Does that answer? Yeah. No, it's, I'm always fascinated by the creative process because everybody has their own way they approach it. And some people are like, I sit down and I outline my project and I work it step by step. But I'm thinking, wow, that's that's an amazing amount of structure and discipline. And most people are like, I don't know, I just sit down and stuff starts happening. And then I like go for coffee and then I do some other stuff. And then, you know, about three in the afternoon, I start writing. Okay, that works too. <laughs> um, but anyway, so so um, I also we, we forgot to ask you. You have this fabulous website. Oh, my website! Yes, yes, it's with with tons of information and neat stuff, and your blog, mm-hmm. um, which which you actually update on a frequent basis, which is nice. Um, and um, but it's at practicaltarotreadings.com for our listeners, if you want to check it out. Um, and I urge you to go to the Books and Deck uh, page um, because you will see exactly how prolific Barbara is. Oh my goodness, yes. And hopefully that will inspire you to do your own. That's right. Everyone should at least give it a try. You <laughs> never know what will happen and where you'll go with it. And the tarot is a great structure, whether you're an artist and even if you can't draw, but you have ideas, you can still conceptualize themes and ideas and think, you know, find something you love or, or a theme that you think is epic or not epic, beautiful, 
not be you know just something that means something to you and marry it to the tarot you'll learn a lot about tarot and you'll learn a lot about whatever subject or theme that you're looking into so you know double bonus there absolutely mm -hmm. cool well thank you so much Barbara we've taken up a huge amount of your time tonight um, but it's been fantastic <laughs> and I could keep you on the line for a long time but I think I should probably let you get back to all of this writing you're supposed to be doing <laughs> That's right. I've had enough time chatting, although I've had a great time chatting with you guys. You're, you guys are so much fun. Thank oh, you. Thank, thank you. you, Barbara. It's, it's, you're, you're absolutely delightful, and it's, it's been great just having this chance to catch up with you and hear everything that's going on and talk about your creative process, because, again, that's always what intrigues me, is how do people do what they do? So, mm -hmm. um, anyway, so thank you for your time. This has been wonderful. Thank you, Rose. Um, thank you to all of our listeners. If you have comments, questions, or suggestions, um, feel free to drop us a note, podcast at tarotpathways.com. And we'll be back in your ears again soon. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.